If you don't know me, my name is Chris Kellum. I am one of the elders here at Bellwether. And uh, that, I just want to tell you, that song, hold on, let me figure out how to work this thing real quick. Um, That song just about gets me every time. Because today we're going to talk about, uh, well, it's a new year. Hunter summed it. I was like, he said, how many of y'all got New Year's resolutions? And I'm going, oh, Lord, I'm preaching on New Year's resolutions. And one person was like, me? So y'all can leave. (laughs) I just need that one guy. Um, If you got your Bibles today, would you turn to Psalm 139? Look, before I get started on this, I want to say this. I'm passionate about this topic. I'm passionate about Psalm 139 because because it's unbelievable to, to even think about. I mean, it's unbelievable to think that the God that created everything we see took time to knit you together, which is what we're going to read about today. I'm going to read... 1 through 16. And, and, and listen, would you just pay special attention to the words here? Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You, you know when I sit, you know when I rise. You perceive my faults from afar. You discern my going out, my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You, you hem me in behind and before. You've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Just pause right there. That would be, the translation there would be, would be David going, God, I can't even take this. It's so good. I don't even, how do I deal with this? What he's not saying is, Oh, so, such knowledge is just too wonderful for me. <laughs> too lofty for me to attain. No. No. That, he couldn't contain himself, according to the, to the translations. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Y'all ever, y'all, you ever tried to hide from God? I know I have. If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Translation is also lead me. Your right hand, which is back then known as the hand of action, will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me in the light, Become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. The the darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are too wonderful. I know that full well. My frame is not hidden from you when when I was made in the secret place, when I was, what's the word? Woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. 
All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now, let me translate this if, because it took me reading this a few times for me to really grasp what exactly was going down here. Uh, hey, God, like, I'm just now realizing that you knit me to, like, everything in me comes from you. Let's see, the, 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 the dirty stuff, the stuff that I hate that nobody knows about. Wait, what? What, God? Wait, I, but I don't like that part of myself. But wait, what? And what God, God made you perfect. He made you perfect. But see, what we do is we see where we veer off. And I've had people say, man, I, I veered off right here. And then, but it, God said, but it says he made me, he knit me together. Well, he put that in me? Come on. God knit you together. In fact, check this out. I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what happened. I don't know where you're struggling or whatever. Before, before I go any further, I want you to know this. If you don't take anything else home with you today, I want you to know this. God has never loved you more than he does right now. Never loved you more than he does right now. I don't care what you did last night. I don't care what you, I don't care. Because God's never loved you more. And I'm telling you this, and I'm passionate about it, because I know what it feels like to run. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, we all have, uh, I don't know, I, mean, I was going to say, you know, we all have New Year's resolutions, but since nobody raised their hand, <laughs> I've had a lot of New Year's resolutions. And, you know, I, 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 I look back on it and, and I realize that, well, that I was resolving to try to be someone else maybe or resolving to add something to my life. You know, I've, I don't even know how many times I said I was going to go to the gym which I'm starting that tomorrow, but actually I started two weeks ago so I could say I wasn't going to start tomorrow because I knew I was going to be preaching this sermon. So, But no, no, for real, look, the, um, we all had these New Year's resolutions, so, so many of us do. In fact, uh, my, I, I try not to say the word study or research in my house because my wife is absolutely sick of that. I'm, I, I love, I, I come from a medical background. I spent my life in medical cells, and, and so... You know, we don't say anything that's not backed up by what's known as white papers, right? And so, you know, I love the research that, guess what? 92% of the people that make New Year's resolutions are going to crash and burn. They're not going to do it, which means only 8% are. So I have to ask myself, and I have to look back on my life and say, what was it that I was trying to do, and why was I not living up to it? Today, I want you to know that one of the, I, I, I try to live what I call a P139 life. It's just, it's just because I, you know, Psalm 139. I just, every, every time I see something and I, that I connect with, I just, I write like P139. Why? Because if a God, our God, can... Create that tree out there, 
or create whatever it is that made this building, if he can create me, if he can create a man that can come back from the death, from, from the dead, from dying, like, he created me? He, like, he literally, he, he created you. He took time to knit us together, and yet we do everything we can to, we just, we act like it, like it doesn't matter. That's why I'm so passionate about, I can't handle someone just who's like, eh, man, I'm just, eh, things are just, you know, blah, blah, blah. My mission in life, just so you know, I tell everybody this, man, my why my why, like my purpose, is to help, uh, help others discover and become who God created them to be. It is what I wake up. It's what drives me to my core. And the reason for that is because my belief statement, the, the, what I truly believe about every single one of you, is that there's greatness inside you. And it's found in your why, and it's found on the road of what I call truth, truth, that everybody deserves to live. But people, look at people. I wrote this book recently, and, and there's, been a, there's, there's been a bunch of people that have come up to me after reading it, and they're like, man, what do you mean deserves to live? I'm like, man, there's, there's literally greatness inside you. But we... We act like there's not. And you deserve it because Jesus died. You were created, and God loved you so much when he meticulously knit you together, and you were so special to him, and he sent his own son to die for you. And see what people don't understand. Most people I didn't. I certainly didn't. I didn't understand why he had to die. I didn't understand that thousands of years before that, the wages of sin are death, right? So thousands of years before that, they were sacrificing these animals as, as a ritual to show that blood had to be shed before we could get before God. And so God loved you so much that he knit you together, literally he knit you. To, can you see? I mean, can you imagine God sitting there taking the time to knit you together? And you have these values that are in you. You have this DNA that you're made up of. I mean, just look at your fingerprint. You're the only one on this planet that has that fingerprint. Look at your DNA makeup. You're the only one on this planet that has that DNA makeup. And he loved you so much that he sent Jesus for you. So that you could like live the abundant life that he talks about. And the reason I, I, I wrote that book was because I just wanted people to know. Like that's, that is crazy. That is so unbelievable to me. And so I want to talk to you today. Would you, I, all, I'm, all I'm here to do today, this, this isn't going to be very long, by the way. I want to ask you, I want to show you what the Psalm 139 life is all about. And that, 
instead of making a New Year's resolution, why don't we all resolve to be that person that's already inside of us? Is that cool? Y'all, right now, y'all are looking at me like, man, this dude is screaming. I'm like ready to bust on out of here. Y'all look kind of, I mean, I've been up here a lot, you know, and you usually don't look like that. (laughs) So just saying. (laughs) I'm sorry, I know. Um, You know, the thing that uh, my, my kids hear me say this all the time, and we, years ago, you know, we started this ministry called Ignite. And, you know, when we started, we also started this church. And, you know, the, I was at a point in my life when I did that where I was in the medical, I was in medical sales. And I was a brain, heart, and spine rep. And I got to say a lot of really cool things, right? Um, and, and then during that time, I had a whole bunch of back surgeries. And so those surgeries, <laughs> you know, I got put on disability right after that, kind of kicking and screaming. And, and people are always like, man, you had, what, eight surgeries at that point? How did you not know you were going to be put on disability? I'm like, you know, that is kind of stupid, isn't it? Like, I really, but see, that was my mindset. And the, the subtitle that I wrote about was From Pain to Purpose, because, see, everything I'd worked my whole life for, when it was taken away from me, that's when I, like, it took that for me to realize who, I, who, who the Psalm 139 man is that God created. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love what I did. I really did love what I did. I really did love what I did. Is that right? Really did love it. I don't, yeah. But... You see, I realized that the, the Psalm 139 life, well, it's a life of power. It's a life of what Jesus calls abundance. And that's why I love the, uh, Ephesians 2, 2.10. I love this. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance, huh, in advance for us to do. wonder when he created that. Think maybe he created it when he was knitting us together? Yeah. The, the cool thing about that is um, when he says we are God's workmanship, the, the Greek for that is poema. Well, it's actually where we get the word poem from. And, and, and it is a rare masterpiece. You ever thought of yourself as a masterpiece? I mean, I don't, if so, you probably don't want to go walking around going, man, I am a masterpiece. <laughs> Y'all see this? Sorry about that. No. But that's how God sees you. Significant work of art recognized, get this, poema, recognized for its unique creation. Let me be clear. Salvation is found in Jesus and only Jesus. It doesn't matter about your good works. Good works is not, I don't believe, good works is not going to get you to heaven. We go on that. Had to say that. 
So my question to you is what's keeping you or is there something, something that is keeping you from being the person that you were created to be, from being the Psalm 139 person? I don't know what your year was like last year. I know for some of us, 2018 was awesome. For some of us, it wasn't so awesome. Some, it was just kind of eh, like another year. I want to tell you, for me, personally, I had ups and downs, man. I had first-time thing. I told you I wrote the book. That was pretty high. I had some lows. If I'm being truly just transparent, man, I had some people that I thought were close to me that turned on me. And, man, it hurt. I had to deal with all that. And, and I know some of you have been through just, man, some terrible things in 2018. But see what I do know is that your circumstances don't define who you are. I got this rubber band on my wrist. So if I take this rubber band and I let's see. Anybody got a pen? Pencil? There were two, two pens or pencils. No, dude, you're writing with yours, man. Give me two of them. You're not. Douglas is not writing with his. <laughs> He's not taking notes. <laughs> Appreciate that, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding, brother. So if I take this rubber band, right? What's it doing? What's it doing? If I'm trying to hold these here, let me. Actually, I want to take this rubber band, and I want to use it to, to put these two things together. It didn't work, did it? Why did the rubber band, the rubber band's meant to hold things together, isn't it? Why, how come it didn't work? Why didn't it work? See, the rubber band, it's what it was created to do. What makes it so powerful is when it stretches. And it stretches again. And you see, I've realized that that's our lives. See, that's the pain that we have to go through. One day, when I get to heaven, I will, I will ask, I'll ask a lot of questions. Why, why did God allow this to happen? Why did he allow this to happen? Why did he allow this to happen? And I have a feeling what the Lord's going to tell me is that Because it helped get you to this point. You see, you weren't made to be average. And a simple rubber band can tell us that. But we go through life and we allow these things to keep us from our purpose, to keep us from our destiny. When I was uh, 
Well, one of the things that tripped me out over the past 10 or 12 years that I've, I've really been fascinated with this topic, and, and, and I think about, you know, the Psalm 139 life, and I think about, you know, God knitting me together. I've shared in other sermons, but my grandmother we used to make those afghans, right? And she would take this ball of yarn, and it would start with this little thing, and which looked like a worm or whatever, and she would just sit there, and, you know, I'd go see her, and, I'd, and it'd be this big, and I'd go see her, and it'd be this big, and then before you know it, well, it's a blanket, and I always have this image in my head when I think about the Psalm 139 life, because I think about my grandmother knitting it together, and that's what God did for us, and he knit these passions, and he knit these desires, and he knit these strengths, and these values in us, but, I, but what I found is that if I go up and I ask people, hey, what are your values? And I say this because it happened to me. When someone asks me, hey, what are your values? Uh, hmm. Yeah, well, let's see. I, family, mm, I, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's see. Uh, faith? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, faith. Let me ask you something. How, I was a believer when I got asked that question. How did I not know? How in the world did I not know what was meticulously knit within me? I don't know. Because not knowing those things, you talk about a barrier, you have to know. Research, sorry, Polly, research shows that Somewhere between 85 and 90% of us go through life in reactionary mode. That means living in the, uh, in the subconscious state of mind, right? Just going through life, reacting, 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 right? Just, oh, man, this, this comes up, this comes up. You just react over and over and over again. And what happens when we get in that react mode is our eyes get shifted, And there is nothing Satan wants more than for your eyes to be shifted and for you to live a reactionary life. Because the God that created you, yeah, there's nothing react. He doesn't react. He didn't put react. He didn't give you the reactionary life. No. He created you. So you could take what you've got that he put within you and go serve his people and discover who you were meant to be and live this life that Jesus calls the abundant life because in the process, when you, when you realize who Jesus is and what he did for you, man, that's abundant living. But my heart aches because so many people don't know. They don't know who they are. We we don't live a life where we are self-aware. Google it. Google it and just see what comes up. And there's all these hot topics around this subject. But I, I listen... I'm no psychologist, I'm no psychiatrist, but I do know this. 
from a man that's lived almost 50 years of life. There's nothing average about Jesus. So how can there be anything average about you? Why would you settle for anything less? Because see, when we allow the fears and when we allow these barriers, these roadblocks to get in the way, man, there is a power within you that is so much stronger than that. In fact, Ephesians 3, 19 and 20, 320 specifically, says it. He's, God is able to do immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine. Get this. With his power that is at work within you. Well, I don't know, Chris, man. Chris, two, 2018, man, it was horrible. I was stretched beyond the ability to be stretched. I lost this person. This person turned on me. But see, God does more. Like, I want you to understand that God does more. Like, I, you think you can't get through it. You think you can't step into it, but he does more. And I can't imagine what it would look like to have everybody here, just us. Like, let's don't even tell anybody else about this. But if every single person in this room went off and studied themselves and learned about themselves, how? By getting in his word. We'll talk about that in a minute. But if you truly knew who God created, holy cow. I mean, we would change the world by just you being you. And this offends people. I know sometimes people want to debate me on this all the time, and that's cool. I mean, actually, I love it. But the reason is because the only people that truly want to debate me on this are the people that don't know Jesus. And it always circles back around to that. Every single time. I love the, uh, you know, the, Moses was a, was a stutterer. You know that? Y'all, y'all know that? Moses stuttered. And, uh, and this, is what's, this is what blows me away. One of my, uh, 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 Exodus 9.16, right? Exodus 9.16, God tells Moses, he's like, uh, hey, by the way, Moses, I want you to go tell Pharaoh that, let's see, I've raised you up for this very purpose, and it's so my powers will be, displayed and you'll know my name and and Moses was like what said what and then and and God said the scripture right not not far from there says that Moses was the meekest man on the planet now how many let me ask you something do you think Moses was fired up about that being in the Bible, the book that will be here for the rest of time. And he's like, oh, I'm the meekest man on the planet. No, no. I mean, but yet the person that was so meek went to Pharaoh and was like, look here, bro. Here's, this is about to go down. He also said, you better do this or God's going to show you. I mean, there wasn't any, he, man, he went and claimed it. 
the meekest man. Why? Because there was greatness in him. And he took the step to live it. I've got this thing I live by. It says faith steps. Faith steps. You take a step of faith. Why? Because what we say, we always say this, and, and it, I'm so guilty of this. God, if you show me, I'll do it. You show me, God, and I'll do it. I'll take the step. And God goes, you take a step. I'll show you. Take a step. Take a step. Activate your greatness one step at a time. Because it's who you are. So if it's truly who you are, how are we going to allow the barriers of the world to get, like, to get, in, get in our way? I live this, uh, I live what I call the AAA life. Y'all are going to think this, guys, so weird. But look, I, I do, I live this, this life that I call the AAA life, and it's, it's called awareness, approach, and attack. It's my three A's. It's just three A's that I live by. Awareness, living aware, approach with confidence, attack with excellence. And I attack with excellence. I'm not saying I'm excellent at all. I'm saying that I attempt to attack life with excellence because I have a God that died for me. You see, greatness, listen, greatness is produced by living what God's already put in you. It's produced by living what he's already put in you. Do you believe that greatness is in you? Seriously, like just, just look around. Do you believe it's in you? Do you? Ask yourself, do you believe it? Do you know your values? Do you know what drives you, what motivates you, your purpose, your why every day? Do you? Because the triple A, what I want to ask you to do is these three things, all right? Three things that I believe will change your world. I truly believe it will change your world. Number one, live aware. What do you mean? You got to be aware of who, who, who is Jesus and what he did for you. Why did he do it? You've got to be aware that God loves you more right now than, than he ever has. I mean, he loves you more right now than and in five seconds from now, he's going to love you more. And then, and then more, and then more, and then more. You've got to be aware that you are so special to him and that the, his power is within you. You've got to know the person he created. How do you do that? Listen, how do you do it? Y'all, take a, get in his word every day. Ask him to reveal it to you and then simply journal everything. You have to write this stuff down. This is as practical as it could possibly be. If you're a detective and you're going to go out and like solve a case, you're just going to roll and be like, okay, that's cool. No, you're going to write this stuff down. I watch all CSI. I know this kind of stuff. <laughs> Chicago fires and whatever they all are, they carry notepads. Just kidding. I do watch it. And then the last, look, approach it with confidence. Look, take, just write this stuff down. Take, figure, figure things out about yourself. Whenever, if you're in school and somebody comes up and, and you know that when I'm around this person, they're going to trigger 
they're triggering certain emotions about you or they're like, no, start, pay attention to your triggers, to the things that like really, that, that put you in a place that you don't need to be and make a plan. Know what you're going to do ahead of time. Know that nothing can stop you. Nothing. I mean, nothing can stop you. And then go live your P139 life. You know, the reason I'm so passionate about this is I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen young men from the worst situations you could possibly imagine. Dobby's seen it. We, when we started Ignite, I've seen it here. I've seen lives just radically changed. But there was a, there was a little boy several years ago. I'm not going to use his real name, but let's call him Jimmy. So we were at, we were at Ignite. We were at one of our sports camp. Davi was there. Several of you were probably there. And this, this, this kid had accepted Christ the night before. Or no, that night, actually. And I heard this racket. And I ran outside, and I, I found that it was Dobby and Todd and some other people. And, and Jimmy was sitting in a chair like this. And he was bawling. And he was saying, because I, no, I can't do this no more. I can't do it no more. And he was like, oh, I can't do it no more. And we were like, Jimmy, Jimmy, what's wrong, man? Jimmy, what's wrong? I can't do this no more. Jimmy, what's wrong? I can't do it no more. Jimmy, what? Because I know what, Jimmy, what? My mama makes me steal so we can feed my little brother and my little sister. And I can't do it anymore. And his head dropped. And he started sobbing. And he said, because I know. Because I know. You see, that's the power that's in you. You know. It's just this. What are you going to do with it? I want to ask you, if you don't know Christ, why don't we start there? And then I challenge you, I dare you, I dare you to go do this. I dare you to go get in his word and take in and learn about yourself. Know everything that you can possibly know about yourself. And then go be the person that that tingle that's in, that you can feel it right now. Go be that person. You know why? 
Because you deserve it. You deserve to be the person that the Almighty God knit together. Father, you are good. God, I am so humbled to think about you knitting us together. And God, I ask that whoever it is here today, Lord, I know that there's somebody here today that's, that's struggling with this. Lord, they're going through life and, they've, and, and there's things that have happened to them. There's circumstances that are out of their control, but it's keeping them from moving forward into being the person that you want them to be, that you created them to be, God. And I'm asking you to remove those barriers. Because, God, there's greatness. Your greatness is in each one of us. And, God, you're not average. And you didn't create us to be average. God, I'm praying for the person right now that is just, is just stuck in life. They just, they're just going through the motions. God, you didn't go through the motions. Jesus didn't go through the motions for us. So, God, give us the strength to not go through the motions of our lives because you knit us together and we owe more. You deserve more. God, as as we prepare for communion, I pray that our hearts are centered on you because you and you alone, Father, you are the way. We thank you, Jesus. Amen.